Hello, coffee lovers, and welcome to the God Country Live Video Podcast. Every every Friday evening at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. And now, live from Seguin, Texas, and other places around the world, your host, Jose Roberto Alaniz Jr. Hello, coffee lovers. It is uh, 1900, and <laughs> I literally just drove up, so... I have got to do a couple of things. Uh, I will chat a little bit while we're while we're doing this, uh, but we're going to give the knife away uh, that I've been raffling off uh, from Mike's Damascus, um, and then um, we're also going to get some coffee away, and uh, we're going to give that in the form of the Seguin Pecan Single Serve Pods. And uh, I've had mixed feedback. I need more feedback, so that's why I'm giving some away. Uh, so you can try it and tell me what you think. Um, and then, um, and then we'll go from there, but, uh, I have to do just one. I got to do one thing here. Um, and then I'll tell you how we're going to do the, um, and my screen went blank. There we go. Uh, let's see. There we go. And I think this is the one I used. And we have 33, 33 entries for the raffle. So this will be 33. Okay. All right. So um, a lot's going on. We uh, launched the pods. We changed the name of the pods. The pods are now called J-Pods. That was not my favorite. Uh, but we did, we did a... Um, a Facebook um, poll and Connie got all her friends to, to log on and, and outvote me. So we're now going to call them J pods, but I've got to get rid of all the stickers that say shekels first. Um, so anyway, Mike's Damascus, I've got, I do have to do a couple of things. I need to, I need to, you know what? I can do it from my phone. Um, but I need to tag a few people on this um, and then we'll uh, get started with the raffle. It won't be long tonight. I'm not doing a whole, I don't have a guest tonight or anything like that. Um, I just um, want to do this raffle and then we're going to raffle off the same way. We're going to raffle off some, um, some of the coffee pods. All right. So let me get over here real quick and, um, and get over to my, oh, that's not where I want to be. Okay. Yep, there we are. Okay. So I need to put some stuff in the comments here. Michael, what's up, man? And uh, and I don't know who else is hitting us up. Somebody else is hitting us up. Are they hitting us up from maybe uh, YouTube? Um, and I am going to tag a few people. and uh, a company there we go and then uh, and then some other people too let's do uh, yep and Ashley Williams and already did Michael Peterson Ginger and David and who else Steve O'Donnell and I think that's probably enough for now. 
Um, Mark Dudick, he's always all over this stuff. Frank, and uh, one more, and then I will get on with the business here. Okay. Pastor John in the house. Sweet. Um, congratulations on your son graduating, by the way. And um, anyway, uh, there's a lot to be thankful for. Uh, I had been really sick for, I lost about seven or eight weeks on my training. And I had a lot of people praying for me. And the doctor figured it out pretty quick once I stopped trying to fix it myself. And I uh, went to the doc and he zeroed in on it. And, um, and he, um, got me started on some antibiotics, had an infection in my pancreas, slowed me down about eight weeks on my training. And so <laughs> uh, anyway, who is that? And where are they tagging me from? It's gotta be, it's gotta be uh, YouTube. Yeah, you know better. Um, let me get this over here where I can watch. Okay, there we go. Oh, how do I make that quiet? How do I silence? How do I silence that? I can't make it quiet. Oh, I can just turn the volume off. There we go. Okay. All right. So anyway, what's going on, brother? You bet, man. Um, so we're going to give the knife away tonight. And uh, we sold uh, 33 uh, tickets for it. And again, this is a um, this is a handmade, hand-forged knife from Season 5, Forged in Fire, finalist Michael Peterson. Uh, he has a page on Facebook called Mike's Damascus. And he's got some great product on there. And he was very kind to donate this to us. I also need to mention Ashley Williams, who's donated some coffee um, that we're going to be um, selling because I'm trying to finance a new bike, which is about four grand. And yeah, it, that's what I said. It's a new bicycle and it's four grand. Um, and so uh, this coffee is already on our website. You can check it out. And then we're also going to be doing some some pods tonight also. And so um, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to wait here, see how many people we can get on for a few minutes. Uh, I appreciate again, Mike, thanks for donating this. Uh, Ginger and David are going to help me with some, um, with some thermoses and mugs as we get further down the road. Um, and um, heck yeah, Mark, let's do it, man. And, um, and so I tagged some other people too, that I do business with quite a bit and, and, um, you know, we'll get a few people online and then I'm going to do this live. There's a lot of people that work that are probably not going to watch this, but a lot of guys from work are the ones that bought tickets. And so uh, I promised that I would do it today at seven. And let me tell you, it was hard to get here by seven, but I did. Um, also, I would definitely got to plug Alistair Begg. If you don't know who that is, Google Alistair Begg and look up his sermon on YouTube. In fact, I'm going to put it on. A, I'm going to put it in the comments because. It is so significant. Let's see if I can spell to our current situation 
uh, as Christians, as as citizens of this country, um, and it's an incredible. Uh, he's he's a Scottish pastor that lives in the United States, and um, there's other sermons that he does also uh, talking about uh, the man in the middle cross, uh, which is also another incredible. Um, Robert Garcia and Kevin Becker for linking us up. Yeah, that's that's for sure, man. Those two guys are heavy in the groups, man. And they, uh, and they, uh, oh, I got I can find this somewhere else. This is just on my, I need to go to my God Country coffee page. That's what I got to do. Yep, there we go. Okay. Hi, Jenny. How are you? Now I can see everybody's names. <laughs> and, uh, and there's a bunch of people watching. So awesome. Okay. So the way I'm going to do this is I'm going to share my screen and I have a, a magic wheel and, um, and, uh, he, uh, yeah, Jenny, he's, he's just phenomenal and he just speaks the truth and, and people don't like it. They get uncomfortable, but you know, I know a pastor over at Cibolo that does the same thing, tells people the truth and they, people feel uncomfortable, but uh, it's a blessing that we have people like that, that are not ashamed of the gospel, that are not scared. Um, and um, and so anyway, let's let's do the knife and then uh, and then we'll get on to some other stuff. I'm going to give some coffee away. Like I said, what I'm going to do, I'm going to share my screen. There's 30, 33 entries um, to the um, um, the thing here. And then uh, let me see how. I, OK, we're going to share. Stop. Share. And then it's going to ask me what I want to do. And I want to share this window right here. Okay, and I want to, there we go. Okay, cool. So the way this is going to work, there's 33 entries. You put the 33 in there. It gives you the whole little wheel thing. And uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to spin it three times just so everybody sees that the first two, it's actually doing random numbers. And so the third, um, what's going on, Ginger? Uh, the third spin is going to be the actual person who wins this right here. Okay. And then, um, and then we'll do, then we're going to give some coffee away too. So um, first let's do this. And like I said, I'm going to spin it three times just so you see that it's going to give you a random number. Okay. And, uh, and you see it's selected to whatever the range is. And my range is from one to 33. I don't want this little thing. It's annoying. There we go. Okay, so here's the first one. This is just So I got to write these down, though. So the first one is four. All right. Okay. Now I'm going to spin it again. <laughs> I got to see who those are because I know most of these people and I want to laugh. But anyway, all right, this is the final spin for the knife uh, that was donated by Mike's Damascus. And I'll tell you who wins too because, you know. 15. Well, whoever wanted 15 wanted 15 to win. 
<laughs> okay, so uh, that's my friend from work, Chief Rocha, and uh, and he picked up the uh, the mic. Let me stop sharing so I can see my screen again. Uh, so uh, congratulations. Uh, uh, I won't see Mike, and I mean I won't see Pete till uh, till Tuesday because Monday's a holiday. But uh, he'll be happy to to know that it wasn't Darren, even though as much as Darren wins things, and uh, Darren's a friend of mine that wins everything. So anyway, uh, so I'm glad that uh, that somebody that you know that I work with got it because. Um, I kind of guilted everybody at work to buy in tickets because I buy tickets for everything that everybody sells. And so, uh, congratulations, uh, chief Rocha. He's also a retired Navy chief, uh, which is close to my heart. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I've been telling everybody, Mike, that your mom makes the sheaths. Uh, and so, uh, it's, you know, it's just a family business. His daughter is actually, um, the number generators broke. No, it's not. And so, um, you know what, just to ease, because <laughs> Mike's got a point, I'm going to do it one more time, just so you make sure that it doesn't land on 15. And, uh, that's a good point, Mike. So it's on 15 right now. I'm going to do it one more time, just so you see that it does change. I have nothing to do with this. And, uh, and there you go. So lands on a different number every time. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> but that's a good point. Um, so congratulations, Mike. I really appreciate the donation. Uh, there's a lot of people who constantly follow, uh, my journey, no matter what I'm doing. And I don't know why, and maybe it's just cause I'm a loud mouth and I'm on Facebook all the time. Um, but, <laughs> but I do appreciate, uh, all the support, you know, that everybody shows and, and I really am trying to do something this year. Uh, not just, you know, so somebody can say, Hey, good job. But because uh, I've asked God to take my addiction to food away and to help me and I'm getting better. I'm not there yet. You know, I'm working on it. I'm a work in progress. Uh, but the way I do things is I do things on the extreme side. And so I like to, um, I like to do things where I have challenges and for me challenges like races. And so bike races and things like that. And as you know, I'm working towards an Ironman in October, which is going to be crazy if I get there. But uh, I did a, a ride today and I was so excited about um, that I was able to do a little bit more than I've been doing in an hour, considering that this is only my fourth workout uh, since I've started to recover enough to do workouts. And so um, I'm totally, uh, you know, trying to move towards better health. And uh, I know with God's help that it'll be, I'm not going to say it's going to be easy because it's never easy. And, uh, but I know that I can do it and I know that I can get there and I appreciate everybody's support and help, especially my wife. She's sick to death of hearing about bicycles and running gear and cycling gear and new gloves and new socks and new helmets and all kinds of stuff. But, um, anyway, I, I do appreciate everybody. Uh, what we're going to do for coffee, if you're still on here and still watching, uh, you can put a, I don't know how we're, I'm just going to randomly, how am I going to do this? Um, hmm. I'm not really sure how I'm going to randomly do this, but somehow. Okay, if you're watching, start putting 
if you're on Facebook watching, start putting numbers in uh, the comments and try not to put the same number the guy does. Start with one. Somebody's, I'll start with one. So nobody picks one, right? Somebody else put two, three, you know, follow in succession uh, in numbers. Just give it to 15. <laughs> you know, I probably should give him a, some coffee too, but I'm going to make him buy some coffee since he won. Okay, so we got 375 from Jenny. And, uh, and then, uh, you know, I, and it doesn't have to be this. I'll give you a bag of coffee. I know some of my customers don't love these and they want coffee. And so you can, uh, you can, uh, put a number in the thing and I'll put those numbers in there and then we'll do another spin and I'll get some coffee away. How does that sound? And then, uh. I got to tell you, I just started reading uh, why you guys put numbers in the comments. And I'm going to check all the sites because I got them all on here. Um, thank you. I really appreciate the, the compliment on the pods because um, I've had I've had both uh, <laughs> people that like them and people that don't. So I... Um, they say that they're too weak or whatever. And I, and I understand that. I, um, I do know that was one of the challenges that I had that I was worried about, um, is, um, is not being able to, uh, make them strong enough. Um, but okay, this is, where's JR at? Oh, I'm down here. No, is it? No, that's my, YouTube. Okay. How do I get to this is, this is my Jose. Okay. There we go. All right. So anybody else, uh, you can put a number, whatever number you want, and I'll put it in the random picker. And, um, that means you Mike. So pick a number, Mike. And, um, I know that you like the dark roast. Um, I just started reading this book by Alistair Begg called, uh, faith by, Brave by faith. There's already a three, Mike. Um, it's called Brave by Faith. And he talks about the book of Daniel. And there's so many stories in Daniel that are that are relevant to our walk today. Um, one of the things that stuck out, though, and I'm just going to talk about this for a little bit while people throw numbers in the, in the comments, um, is that... <laughs> 16. I'll give you 16. <laughs> and, um, the, um, you know, they got taken to Babylon, uh, not, be, not because they wanted to, but because they were, their sin, uh, basically got them captured and taken away from their homeland. And when they got there, um, the King Nebuchadnezzar, he wants to make these guys submit, but he's trying to do it in a very political way. Uh, where he doesn't like force them unless he has to. And so, oh, I have to look that up, Jenny. I didn't know he had a devotional also. I think it's a, it's a, I think I might've seen it. I think it's a daily, right? Um, but uh, I love the part about where like Daniel, he changes their names. He makes them learn the Babylonian philosophy and the Babylonian, you know, whatever. Uh, and he's doing that so he can convert them. And, um, 
he gets down to where he's going to offer him a portion of his own food. And he's, again, he's enticing them, you know, because they're really smart, you know, Daniel. And I think two, I don't remember all their names, the other two guys that were with Daniel. Um, and they, um, they draw the line at the food. Like he tells the King's man, uh, the guy says, well, the, the King said, you, you know, you're going to do this or, or you're going to die, whatever will kill you. And he said, I tell you what, let us eat vegetables for 10 days. And at the end of 10 days, if we don't look as good as your people do, um, you know, then we'll, we'll eat your food or whatever. And so they go the 10 days eating nothing but vegetables and water. And they look better than the guys that were eating the regular food, the King's food. And so I just found it really neat that he drew the line at the food. Like God put them there. Right. So Daniel understood that. Um, but the fact that he, <laughs> he's like, I'll learn your literature and I'll learn your philosophy and I'll learn your, and I'll take this stupid name that you gave me, but I'm going to draw the line at the food, you know? And so later on, after Nebuchadnezzar is gone, the other King comes in and he wants to burn uh, Daniel and his two buddies uh, in the furnace uh, again. Uh, and that's, that is, um, there they go. That's, that's their names. Yep. That's what he names them. Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. And um, what I love about uh, Connie had this license plate for the longest time. That was Daniel 318. And if you know anything about the war in World War II in France, Dunkirk exactly specifically, uh, that was it was the largest uh, military and civilian rescue in the history of the world. And so the way that happened is the, the British and French troops were trapped in Dunkirk with the German troops advancing. And when they called back to England, because back then they actually taught scripture and people actually knew it. Uh, all they told them on the radio was uh, Daniel 318. And it says, but if not, and that's when this King after Nebuchadnezzar, like two after him, I think was going to burn Daniel and his, and, and the other two guys in the fire and they said, you know, we're not going to we're not going to submit to your pagan God or whatever it was. But if not, um, then you can whatever it was. Anyway, they get in the fire and they don't burn. And so the king realizes that that their God is greater than anything he's known. And so um, but that verse, but if not in Daniel 318 and actually the verse says, I'll tell you, because I have that one pretty handy. It's, um, where do you go? Right there. Daniel 3.18 says, uh, well, so the one before it says, if it be so, our God whom we serve is able to rescue us from the furnace, a blazing fire, and he will rescue us from your hand, O king. And verse 18 says, but even if he does not, let it be known to you, O king, that we are not going to serve your gods nor worship the golden statue that you set up. And so these soldiers on the radio back to England, all they said, but if not. And because the guy on the other end of the radio knew his scripture and knew what they were saying, they knew that they were about to die. And so they launched the largest civilian and military mixed 
people went in their little boats across the channel to get soldiers off the beach. Um, and so it was all based on scripture, all based on scripture. And um, I think that's pretty unique. And so anyway, um, all right. So since we don't have anybody on here watching anymore, except for Jenny and Mike, I'm just going to give y'all both some coffee. So <laughs> we'll do it like that. Cause that makes it easy. And, uh, and so I know Jenny's been uh, buying our uh, pods quite a bit and I really appreciate that. And um, I, I personally, we have a machine at work and I like them and I'm pretty particular about my coffee. Uh, but I do make one pod with eight ounces of water. So if you're watching that uh, and, and you, and you uh, are having trouble with the pods that they're not, they're too weak. Uh, there's a strong button on your Keurig, if that's what you're using. Uh, so you can push that to make it a little bit stronger. I don't know really why. I think it just changes the pressure of the water a little bit. The thing with the Keurigs that you have to understand is the water only gets to about 170 degrees on a Keurig. In order to pull all the flavor out of coffee grounds, uh, 200 is the magic number. So you want to be at 200 degrees. Uh, to, but but the, they work fine. And so I've, again, I've made them, I make them with eight ounces because I'm really particular about my coffee. And what I'll usually do is I'll make two eight ounce cups with two separate pods. Uh, and that'll be a, a, a cup of coffee for me in the morning. So, um, but yeah, that's, um, Hey, thank you. Uh, I, and I, I can't stress enough. Uh, I've listened to Alistair Begg for a long time. Um, I think the very first sermon I heard from that guy is that, uh, he, um, he was doing a sermon in Texas actually called the man in the middle. And, and he's talking about when the, when the repentant thief, right. The thief that, that turned to Jesus and said, father, you know, remember me. Uh, and, and Christ says, you'll be with me today in paradise. So that was like the first person you know, and I know I say this loosely because I've had lots of theological scholars tell me different, but loosely speaking, he was like the first person saved by the blood under the new covenant. Um, and so uh, Alice was talking about when this guy gets to heaven and, you know, the angels at the gate and this thief gets up there and he says, OK, uh, you know, do you know about salvation? And he's like, nope. And uh, he says, OK, well, surely you've uh, you've read the the scripture and, 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 you know, he's like, Nope, don't know any of that. And so he, he goes, let me call my supervisor. And so he gets another angel and the angel comes over and he's like, well, surely you, um, you, you know, you've submitted, you know, your life to, to Christ and, you know, knowing that, that he's the Messiah and they're like, Nope. He says, well, then on what basis do you think you're going to enter heaven? And he said, the guy on the middle cross said I could come. And so, uh, that was the first, um, sermon that I ever heard from Alistair Begg. And, uh, it's left an impression on me. I, I love that guy. I, I listen to him a lot and, uh, I don't elevate him any higher than any other pastor. Uh, he's a pastor. I can just relate to some of the stories and I believe that God uses different people. That's why we have many different pastors because they all have different personalities and their personalities are fit to reach certain people. There are some people that I that I can't, you know, 
I can't sit in a sermon with. I just, you know, I just, I don't, I don't know, whatever it is, their personality doesn't agree with mine or whatever. And, um, but I, that I do know that that's why God gives us so many different people because you can't always relate to every single person that gets on the pulpit, but God's got a message for you and he's going to put somebody on that pulpit that's going to resonate with you. And that's all his plan. And so, um, you know, that's so important to understand that, you know, you have to be open and you have to pray about these things and you have to be in the right church. You know, if you're somewhere and you're not being fed, um, you're not being fulfilled, then you need to ask God where you're supposed to be. You know, uh, the church that we're at, I love that church. We're supposed to be there. We joined the day we walked in the country church in Marion. Uh, you know, the pastor that, uh, I need to pull this back up over here. The, um, A lot of people now. The uh, the pastor that uh, our head pastor, um, just I mean there was a piece about it, and it's ironic that I guarantee you there's not a man on the planet except for Pastor Butch that could have walked into my dad's room when he did, and had a conversation with my dad that ended up in my dad praying to receive Christ. There's a thousand other people that could have gone in that room, uh, and my dad probably would have ran them off, uh, just knowing my dad, you know. And so, and, and he, he received salvation and he, you know, he went home two weeks later. So, um, God's got a plan for each and every person that gets up there in front of you. And, and, you know, something else that I've really learning about, um, as I read the scripture and I work through it is that we're supposed to be telling people about Christ. We're supposed to be spreading the scripture. We're supposed to be showing God's love. And um, that's what he requires of us. That's what the great commission is. That's what, as you study, you learn that, you know, we're supposed to take every opportunity. And, um, and I know I'm not a good example. I, I'm, you know, I'm a terrible example. Um, I sin daily and I get frustrated with things and I get upset. And sometimes I drive angry. I didn't, Sometimes, not, not all the time, but sometimes I drive angry. Um, and uh, the thing is, is like, we would rather tolerate somebody. We would tolerate them as, let me see if I can say this right. A friend of mine told me this one time, Will Davis. And he said, we, we would rather tolerate somebody's sin. In fact, we would tolerate them straight to hell before we tell them about the scripture. And, um, and I don't know how many of y'all, I know me, like I, even now that I'm in my third year in seminary and I'm studying all the time, I still have a problem walking across the street and just doing a cold call and saying, Hey, you know, let's talk about your salvation. Let's talk about God. Uh, and so, uh, those things are, are things that we should be doing. And the Bible says that God will give us the, the knowledge that we need when we need it. And all we have to do is ask. So that should be something that we should be doing on a regular basis, you know, is ask, asking him, uh, you know, for knowledge and for wisdom. And, you know, if, if we need courage, if that's what it is that we need, then ask him. Cause if you don't ask, you're not ever going to receive it. And so, um, I'm a definitely a work in progress and I feel like I need to be washed more than most. 
And uh, I have a conversation with God almost every morning asking him, why me? Why do you think I'm supposed to be doing this? Uh, because I, I don't really feel like I measure up. But, you know, God meets us where we're at. We're not supposed to get clean first and then go to God. Uh, God will clean us uh, once we surrender to him. And, uh, and I can't tell you how important that is. It's most of us, I know myself, uh, growing up in a certain faith, I checked a lot of boxes most of my life. And I thought that that's what, that's what religion was. That's what, you know, uh, being a good person, you know, you, you don't treat anybody wrong. You don't steal from anybody. You don't kill anybody, throw money in the plate, uh, and you're good. And you just keep checking boxes. But, uh, until you, as our pastor says, bend the knees of your heart and surrender your life completely to God, uh, you know, you have to repent your sin, admit that you're a sinner and that there's no hope. And you have to come to that realization. That's what happened to me is I had to come to the realization that without God, I had no hope at all uh, to get out of the things I was in, to, to move forward, to, you know, to build a life. Um, and if you ever get a chance, I mean, you know, there's, I think I did my testimony a while back on the country. You can go to the country church and look for testimonies and find mine and you can hear the testimony. Uh, and I did come to that point where I realized that there was just nothing left in the tank. I couldn't do it on my own. And, um, and it, you know, to me, it, it's just so significant uh, when you finally surrender and then God starts doing all these crazy blessings in your life. I mean, just nonstop. And so anyway, that's all I got tonight. Uh, Jenny and um, Mike, I will send you guys some coffee. And um, Jenny, I'll take yours on, on church to church on Sunday. And, um, and then uh, we will, uh, you know, Stay in the faith, folks. I mean, we're we're living in horrible times. And uh, my one of my pastors, one of my mentors, John Mitten, he told me one time, he says, you know, the our country needs a heart transplant. And he said, I read the last chapter of the book, talking about the Bible, and he says, we don't get it. And so, um, again, and then, you know, in, in my study, I've learned that, that it's easy to get caught up in saying, well, there's nothing I can do. There's nothing I can do, but there is, you can share the gospel. And if you don't know, it's okay because God will give you what you need. And, uh, he's, you know, he's going to reach his people. However, he, you know, his plan is, and, uh, and our job is to be obedient and to share the gospel. And uh, if you do those two things, life just gets so much easier. It doesn't, it doesn't mean it's not hard. It's hard. You know, there's trials every single day that I go through. And especially at work, it's really hard because, you know, coming out of the military, you know, boy, I had a mouth on me. And that's one of the biggest things that I've struggled with is to try to control that. And I pray about it. But when I get into an environment where I work at, with still a bunch of military. It's really hard to avoid it 100% of the time. And, um, but you know, God has put people in my life at work uh, that are Christians, that are like-minded men. And uh, and that's really helpful when you feel like you're about to slip. You can just go hang out with one of these people and and be reassured and be reaffirmed in our faith and, uh, and lift each other up. And so 
I'm very grateful for that. But, you know, stay in the word, folks. Get in the word. Stay there. And, um, you know, I, um, I spent a lot of time studying and reading. And, um, and I do listen. To, I like listening to sermons from different pastors. Uh, sometimes I like I sometimes I think I need to hear some fire and brimstone, uh, you know, and other times, you know, I like to hear a, a more positive, maybe not so much uh, uh, of a fire and brimstone type of message. Uh, but at the end of the day, I think that we need to be truthful with people about what happens if you don't surrender your life, because you can go your whole life checking boxes yeah, I gave money in the plate today. Yeah, I was really nice. Oh, I helped the lady next door cut her grass. Whatever it is that you're doing that are good things. The fact of the matter is there's going to be a lot of good people in hell because they won't surrender their life to Christ. And so you have to you have to admit that you're so you have to repent and you have to call on the Lord. I mean, the Bible says. And so and it says that the only way to the Lord is through Christ. And so there's not really a, a you know a, a plan B or a C. I mean, you're you're either on board, fully surrendered, or you're not. And so uh, I encourage you. And, and if you're not sure what that means, then you know ask, you know ask your pastor. Ask your if you've been going to church and you're just not sure if you're okay with God. If you're really truly surrendered, you know then then have a conversation. Talk to your priest. Talk to your pastor. Talk to your minister. Whatever you know, whatever church you're at, wherever you're at. And uh, we're all Christians. And um, just make sure that wherever you're at is a Bible-based church um, and that they're not feeding you information that is not in the Bible because uh, that's another problem with our church today. And when I say church, I don't necessarily mean a building or a specific, you know, but there are some that are taking our form of physical church, our corporate worship church, uh, and they're, they're, you know, skewing it. And so you have to be really careful where you're at and make sure that, that, uh, that, that they're scripturally sound and, um, and then just get in your Bible. And, you know, I, I encourage everybody to read the book of James when they start and then the book of Romans, you know, the, there's a, the thing they call it the Roman road to salvation. Uh, it's a great bunch of the Roman stuff that tells you, you know, like the wages of sin is death. And and uh, the promise of Christ is eternal life. So anyway, I love doing these things, but I wasn't really planning on doing one tonight except to give the knife away and give some coffee away. And uh, but I always love talking about the scripture and talking about God and um, and the things that he's done in my life. Um, I've tried to shut this business down three times uh, in the last four years. And every time I get close to saying, okay, I'm done, um, God's like, no, no, you're really not because it's not your business. Because nothing that we have belongs to us. It's all his. We're given stewardship over it. And we need to be good stewards of the things that he gives us, whether that's money, whether that's a good job, uh, whether it's a, a, a great job that we don't like. If God put us there, then we need to be good stewards of that job while we're there. And, uh, and trust me, I, I'm one of those that has a hard time with it. I like to complain about stuff and, uh, and complaining is a sin because why would I gripe about something that God gave me? Uh, he's the one who submitted himself to be ridiculed and to be tortured and to be murdered on a cross 
and all we have to do is go to a job that we don't like or, you know, talk to people when we don't want to or whatever he puts in front of you. And, and that's one of that just came recently. That's, that's where I've been studying and, you know, it's embarrassing that we gripe about the things that we do when nobody's, he's not asking me to get whipped by a cattail or whatever they call them, the, the tail of nine, the whip that they used that pulls chunks of meat every time they hit you, um, to be ridiculed and spit on in the streets and to be physically nailed to a tree, uh, and then have your heart lanced with a spear. He's not asking us to do that. He's already done it. He's already paid for it. All we got to do is surrender to him and share his word. And, uh, your life will change. I guarantee it. I promise you it will happen. So love you guys. I love this podcast. I love the fact that I've got a coffee business cause I love coffee and I get to share the gospel every time we, you know, I give Bibles away and we do all kinds of stuff. And so, um, it's been a true blessing, even though sometimes it sucks the life out of me and I want to pull my hair out, but it's, uh, it's amazing the things that he does and the things that we've been able to, to experience through uh, the business, the people that we've been able to meet. So, you know, drop what you're doing, drop to your knees, or like pastor says, drop the knees of your heart, surrender completely to Christ, ask him to, to be your Lord and Savior. And the Bible says that if you do that, he will, and we'll, we'll see each other again. Don't check boxes, folks. Seriously. Stop checking boxes. Reach out to somebody. Reach out to anybody. Not anybody, but like I said earlier, trust what God has for you. Be obedient. Treat each other the way God intended us to treat one another with love, kindness, and respect. And I will see you next Friday. I'm pretty sure we're going to have a guest next Friday. Uh, or we'll fabricate a guest or Connie will be the guest or something. Anyway, uh, we'll see you next Friday at 1900 for God country coffee until then. Love you guys. God bless. Have a great weekend. Remember it's red Friday. Remember all those that are deployed. And also remember that Monday is 1000% about our members of our military who have given the ultimate sacrifice who have died these are people that did not come home because they left it all on the battlefield. So that's what Monday's about. You have a whole weekend of your barbecues and your parties to take a few minutes and just remember that there are men and women who died so that we can have the freedoms that we do. That's what Memorial Day is all about. Love you guys. Enjoy your weekend. What's up, Frank? You came in late, brother, but I love you. Uh, and uh, go back and listen to the whole thing. Uh Take care of each other. Remember Monday and uh, read your Bibles. All right. And I'll talk to you next Friday at 1900 on God Country Coffee. Love y'all. God bless.